Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just finances. Today, we're going to be talking about retirement, which we've determined has been mislabeled. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my name is Daniel, uh, producer Daniel, and I'm here with Grant. Hi, Grant. Hi. And our retired friend, Jake. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Not retired. Sorry. You help people plan for retirement. That's true. Among other things. Yep. It's funny when it, when you say the word retirement to people, some people love it. They're waiting for it. And some people say, well, I'll always do something. And they're against the term retirement. So yeah, I think it is mislabeled. Yeah. Is it is it because they got tired at work and then they're all done with that? So they're going to be retired? <laughs> tired again. <laughs> no. Oh. I didn't look up the dictionary definition, but my understanding of what retirement is, is like, you, you don't work anymore. You just chill on the patio and, and drink coffee and watch birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right? what people think retirement is. It's, okay, I'm done working, and then I just rest for the rest of my life. The rest of my life. I rest for the rest of my life. When I think the, the true um, definition of retirement should really be the next stage. And what we want to do in this podcast episode is share stories of people we know that are in quote unquote retirement and are now in that next stage. And that next stage looks so different than they would have thought. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important to think about that. One, understand that we don't know what it will look like exactly, yeah. but it's not just resting. <laughs> Because uh, we were created to contribute, and these folks are absolutely continuing to contribute, just looks different. Yeah, and we were also created to rest the whole time, not just at the end of our life. Yeah. Right? We're yeah. created to rest periodically throughout. Yeah, right. So we shouldn't just save all our resting for the end. The whole point is to live that life of balance throughout, which means well, I should still be contributing towards the end of my life, too. Yeah. And I think of the the I think there's four or five stories that we're going to be sharing of actual people that we know um, and names will be redacted. Um, <laughs> but uh, all of these people were almost surprised. They entered retirement thinking it was one thing, and it's turned out to be something completely different. And we want our audience to hear that. We want mm-hmm. our audience to understand that reality. Because we see this over and over and over again. And our hope is that if you understand that it's about the next stage and not about like stopping doing all the things, um, you'll be better prepared for that stage of life and hopefully be a better steward of it so you can make an even bigger impact. Yeah. And not only that, but the idea of retirement is kind of nebulous. You know, it. I'm just, I'm all done. I'm, I'm not working. That's not that exciting to me. Right. And so maybe in my working years, if that's my conception of retirement, I may not be as excited about it and I may not be as motivated to prepare for it. So if I have a better idea of what retirement could be, that it's just that next stage of usefulness, then I think I'll be more driven to maybe even make retirement possible sooner. Mm-hmm. Right, I might be more focused on achieving those goals, so that income is no longer an issue, and I can spend my time in in so, some of the ways that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, Jake, it's almost like the 
conversations with clients when helping you know plan for retirement is less I need to work hard so that I can stop working someday, but it's I'm going to continue to work hard so that income doesn't have to be at that high of a level anymore so that I can do different things, right? Yeah, you might not get an income, you know, maybe no one is going to give you an income. So, yeah, it's like that's what I help people with is just the the financial aspect, being able to like like you said continue to contribute in some way with the goal of maybe not getting paid for it necessarily. Yeah. Some of the stories we'll we'll share people still do get income, but it's not necessarily like the reason why they are doing what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's important to prepare so that you can even have even more opportunity to embrace that next stage. Yeah, and I love what you said, Daniel. It's more than just like, hey, let's get these finances in order, but it's putting purpose behind getting the finances in order. To The purpose isn't so that, oh, I just stop working someday. It's just, no, I'm going to make impact still. It's just going to be different now. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that'll motivate people to get their finances in order sooner or be more disciplined with it or work even harder for that. When the economy shows signs of slowing down, you can bet you'll see more commercials telling you to buy gold. So is gold a good investment? I'm not talking about buying physical gold as a way to protect against Armageddon. What I'm talking about is gold a good investment to protect and grow your wealth. Gold is tricky. If you ask someone why you should buy gold, they'll probably say to protect against inflation. But in 2022, when we had a lot of inflation, price of gold was actually flat. That's because there's other factors that also drive the price of gold, namely supply and demand, interest rates, and whether the dollar is strong or weak. So that's what we saw in 2022. Dollar was strong, interest rates were going up, gold didn't do so well, even though there's a lot of inflation. So in conclusion, if you're trying to maximize growth over a long period of time, there's probably other things that would do better than gold. But if you're putting together a diversified portfolio to try to preserve, protect wealth, gold definitely should be a part of that picture, at least a consideration. You just have to have proper expectations and patience and know why you own it. Man, that was a great money tip. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to pick a good one now. Um... So we wanted to talk about some stories because, Jake, you have a lot of experience with with helping people plan for retirement, but then also working with them once they've gotten to that next stage of life. Yeah. So you've got some stories. Yeah. I know we said we're not going to name names. Are we going to do fake names? Yeah, we can do fake names. <laughs> yeah. I'll call him Jim. All right. No. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, I was just talking with some clients the other day. They were in, uh, they were in our office here. And I didn't know this, but they were actually – they're both working part-time, husband and wife, and they work at the uh, sporting events. So I think both like Chase Field. Is that what it's called now? I think it's still called Chase. Chase. And then yeah. the Cardinal Stadium, State Farm. Yep. And they do ushering. And I didn't know they were even doing this. And I think the first point there is they – it's not like they're doing this because they have to financially, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing it because they like doing it. They like sporting events. Um, they're telling me like they worked the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I think a Taylor Swift concert was in town. Like nice. Diamondbacks. So, you know, they're on the their feet. Taylor Swift concert. The yeah, it was like a, a big one. Oh, okay. So I heard. I guess yeah. So it's neat because 
people talk about, you know, staying motivated or keeping your mind sharp or staying physically active. I mean, that that's part of it. They're on their feet. They're working. But they also, you know, they get spending money. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And another uh, interesting part about that is the relationships that you can build with season ticket holders. So mm-hmm. my in-laws uh, were longtime season ticket holders for the St. Louis Cardinals when they lived in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they built... Uh, amazing relationships with those ushers, one in particular. So much so that when my wife and I got married, that usher was invited to our wedding. <laughs> like they had a as an usher, <laughs> no, not as an usher, <laughs> as an attendee. Uh, but it's it's that that type of relationship, those types of impacts that can be made on people, um, absolutely can happen in those settings. And those are things that they probably maybe didn't expect yeah. to not only have those experiences to do some of those fun things, go to those events, have a little spending money, but I guarantee to you they're going to see certain people over and over again, whether that's uh, the people that they're working with mm-hmm. uh, or whether it be season tickle holders, and you can build a relationship with them. Even to this day, uh, my a brother-in-law does have season tickets to State Farm for the Cardinals, and every time I take him to a game, I look forward to seeing our usher in mm-hmm. that section. Yeah, He's just a nice guy. He's always taking care of us and uh, building a relationship with him and talking to him, even so much so that now my son you know, gives him a high five and looks forward to seeing him. Uh, and it's, it's great. I, I love that. Yeah, we had uh, we had some season tickets growing up. Same thing. I could I could tell you all the ushers we had. I still remember who they are. One lady looked like Rose Mofford. We always <laughs> said that, but yeah, knowing your in laws that is later. <laughs> <laughs> knowing your in laws that totally makes sense, doesn't it? They invited the usher to the to your wedding, or I guess you did, but yeah. And and I'm, I guarantee that wasn't Jim's uh, and his wife's uh, <laughs> plan in retirement, yeah. right? It, they didn't anticipate. Um, building relationships with people in these unique ways, getting some of these experiences in, in unique ways. And another story that I, uh, I want to share um, is somebody who entered retirement thinking it would be w- one thing, uh, you know, maybe golf, uh, maybe not doing a whole lot of stuff. But but a lot of life changes happened for him after retirement mm. or even leading up to retirement. And a lot of these life changes were not expected. Um and I think we all need to understand that truth, too, that just because uh, we enter retirement, it doesn't mean life stops. Mm-hmm. Things will continue to happen. Um, good things will, will continue to happen. Even, even bad or sad things will continue to happen in life. Life will continue to go on for not just you, but, but your loved ones around you. And um, that could impact what your retirement looks like. Um, so, so for him, you know, he is... Uh, a couple years into retirement now, and you know, as I go golfing with him and or have conversations with him, he always mentions to me, "Yeah, you know, Grant, I'm I'm just looking for for something else to get involved in. I'm mm. looking for some younger people that I can mentor and I can take care of." And that's something he always did. Him and his wife were always pouring into younger people, whether those younger people were in, in high school or in athletics or in sports or whatever it was. And he's looking to do a different version of that. Uh, but now, to him, the younger people are maybe even people my age, right, uh, rather than necessarily high school aged. Um, so what he did this year for the first time is he became a referee, a basketball referee, and he had an absolute blast. He didn't need the money. Um, he's he's doing fine financially, but he was looking for something else to do. Mm. 
And he had so much fun doing it. He was able to find something he's passionate about, sports, specifically basketball. Um, another thing that, that he cares about, and that's the youth of our community. And now he's able to do these games and referee these games. And, man, the stories he tells me and the smile that's on his face as he's chatting about it, it's, it's great. It's a lot of fun to yeah. see. You know, thinking about that, if it's – so it's high school, right? High yep. school games. Yep. It's probably in the evenings. Yeah. To do that while, if, while you're still working, career – you know, that's hard. Yeah. A lot of energy, a lot of time. So, again, it's like he's done working, quote unquote, and now he's able to do that, which I think is great. Yeah. And as somebody who, who coaches um, high school, I coached uh, my daughter's high school basketball team and I'm coaching my son's elementary team right now. There is a difference between the referees that, that want to be there mm-hmm. and the referees that feel like they have to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make an impact on the game, not only in your engagement with them as a coach, but the engagement that they have with the players, um, yeah. you know, from a referee who's got a really short temper to blowing the whistle and really creating a poor experience for the child to, hey, blowing the whistle and then pulling that player aside and saying, hey, this is why I called this call. Here's a little education piece. Next time, let's do it this way. And genuinely making that mm-hmm. kid a better player, you know. Uh, so yeah. that's a that's a big impact. And, and that's something that he probably didn't anticipate being able to do. What I love about both of these stories so far is that there's a, a huge aspect to the relationships. These people are free to really invest in the people around them. And they've they've experienced opportunities to build relationships with people that they c- really couldn't otherwise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. And when we say retirement really should mean the next stage of life, if you work hard and do the right things financially and finances aren't as big of a deal, it doesn't take up as many calories in your head. It's not as big as a, of a focus. It's not as big of a worry, which then allows you to put more mental energy into people and in, mm-hmm. in, in different ways, which that to me is the most exciting thing about, quote, retirement. Yeah. Now, we've shared two stories about people who went into vocations. Um, but then another thing people think about is like, oh, I'll, I'll volunteer my time doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've got some other stories there. Jake, would you share the story about somebody you know? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I love my church. Uh, I go to Christ Church uh, here in Gilbert. And one, one cool thing there is I see a lot of uh, retired uh, members of our church just volunteering. You know, lot, lots of it's just like set up and tear down for different events or things. So yeah. I, I think that's really cool. And that's uh, important. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're involved in church or, or something like that, great outlet there. Uh, one a lady in particular who's a really good friend uh, of my wife, she has been volunteering at um, it's like our, our church is it's kind of like a food kitchen type of thing. Yeah. Um, people in need can come shop, and they're partnered with someone from the church to help them shop and go through the different aisles. That cool. person has the opportunity to build a relationship, pray with the person. So it's more than just here, take this, you know, go. Um, and she started doing that. Uh, so, again, she's not, you know, not working anymore, has this opportunity. What she told my wife was she never would have thought that she would be doing this. And she just absolutely loves it. Like she's looking for opportunities to make the experience for those people that come into uh, into the City Hope Center like uh, better. Mm. It, like help, like looking at trying to figure out how they get healthier foods. Just like all in. Wow. Mm. And, and again, it's like she's raised lots of kids. She said it's it's almost like just 
it's a different life now. Yeah. She's taking this opportunity and not getting paid for it, but just absolutely loves it and never would have thought she'd be doing this. Yeah. Food and the procurement of it uh, impacts a lot of different areas of our life. Obviously, it nourishes us, right? Mm -hmm. And for her to be passionate about sharing with the people that are coming in there um, how to eat healthier and uh, have better mind, body as the as they're consuming things is great. But another part of it is when you're going into a food kitchen like that, um, as somebody who grew up having to do that from time to time, there's shame involved. Mm. You're walking into that place like we can't afford our own food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So having somebody who's there to genuinely welcome and care for and try to make a positive impact on the person who's dealing with that emotionally. Wow. What a big deal. Uh, My daughter and I many years ago took a trip to Midwest Food Bank, who we've talked about on the podcast many times before. Um, We visited them in Illinois, one of their one of their first original locations in the actual Midwest, in the actual Midwest, (laughs) even not the Midwest Food Bank actually here in Arizona. Uh, But this was before the one in Arizona was started. And when I was there, I was overwhelmed with the total number of people there working to make this uh, food pantry even a reality. Mm. There was a ton of people. And I asked, like, you know, how, 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 where did you find all these people? And they're just like, no, they're all volunteers. Mm. And it was one of the reasons why that nonprofit, Midwest Food Bank, is able to make a dollar stretch so far. Mm. Uh, and they were listed as one of the top you know, charities on Charity Navigator because of their finances are so stinking healthy. Um, that volunteer time, those volunteer hours mean a lot to those nonprofits. Uh, and more importantly, they mean a lot to the community. And my mm-hmm. guess is that person who's volunteering that you know, Jake, that's friends with your wife, she's created a community of her own there, the people mm-hmm. she's volunteering with. Oh, yeah. That's so great. You know, another story that uh, we have is uh, a, a very good friend of mine, his parents, um, again, life continues to, to happen even after retirement. Good and bad. Good and bad, yeah. And some difficulties have, have come to um, their their daughter. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it's, it's really tough for their daughter to care for all of her children. And they've decided, you know what? We're going to drop everything and we're going to become... Very involved grandparents. Hmm. Everybody can live with us. We're going to care for everyone. We're going to make sure everybody gets to school. We're going to make sure everybody gets a meal. We're going to make sure everyone has a place to sleep. We're going to make sure that 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 these children are raised up in the best way possible. Um, so they've almost stepped into, you know, pseudo parent roles again hmm. in retirement, and they didn't see that coming. That wasn't their plan, but. Because of the decisions they've they've made leading up to this point, and honestly, because of their heart, uh, being willing to step in and help and, and, and be flexible, they're making a huge impact. Wow. And it's not necessarily with, with a nonprofit, but it's another need there w- w- within their own family. And that's what their, quote, retirement looks like. Yeah. And if their situation were different and they, one or both of them, had to work to produce an income, the impact they could have on those grandkids would be way diminished. Yes. And the impact that they are having is is night and day difference. Like these kids' lives are just immeasurably better. Yeah. 
because of this sacrifice and this love and that that was only made possible because of the the hearts and and the work that they did ahead of time. Yeah. Now, Jake, for for all of these folks, you you know all of the of the people and, and the stories that we've shared. Um, I'm going to ask you this question to to hopefully dispel a myth. But are all of them extremely well off financially? No. Yeah. You you don't have to be extremely well off. Um, I'm 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 getting pumped up over here because I want to, like, it's making me excited to you know do retirement planning with people because, again, it's like you get excited for that next stage, mm-hmm. and that's why you're doing the things you're doing right now. Like that's why you're setting money aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to be you know a multimillionaire to mm-hmm. make an impact in retirement. Uh, hopefully, you do some some things right mm-hmm. throughout your throughout your career so that you can do these things mm-hmm. later on. And you know what? I'll even say this. For some of those folks that we shared stories with, they've actually made some pretty big financial mistakes. Sure. Yet they're still able to do these things, mm-hmm. right? Yes, of course. Hopefully you, you you do a lot of the right things, as you've mentioned. But more importantly, man, retirement planning, yes, it should be about finances, but it should also be about what do we want that next stage to look like? Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to know that, yes, I want to go work at State Farm Stadium. Yes, I am going to be taking care of my grandchildren differently. Like you probably won't know the details because life continues to happen. But you should probably think about the people that you want to make an impact on. Maybe a particular age group of people. Maybe a a particular group of people that have a a specific need. Or maybe a a group of people that you've already engaged with on some level and now you're going to engage with them differently. Because that's the common thread with all of these stories is that they're in retirement and their next stage quite simply looks like they're making an impact on people. And that's big. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you said you're getting pumped up about this. And, and I am too. I'm I'm actually sitting here thinking like, how do I make this happen like now? I want to have this impact now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that's not a reality for me because I'm 30. And I got to stop you. Yes, you are making an impact now, right? <laughs> right. In retirement, you make an impact too, but retirement just is what's that next stage? It's a different stage of impact, right. a different type of impact, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what I think is important for people to understand. They don't have to wait to make an impact till retirement. Yes, make your impact now, but you can get excited about the different type of impact that might be made. Yeah. The impact isn't done. Correct. When your career ends. Correct. Yeah. That's true. I appreciate that. Uh this kind of thing has been on my mind quite a bit lately because I recently met with Brian here at Stewardship to to go over, you know, what what is my plan for this stage of my life mm-hmm. so that the next stage of my life can can have that impact. And it was really cool. Uh, we we looked through our app that we use, Elements, and he was able to help me see like what our actual savings rate is because I can kind of guess based on my budget, but. I forgot the 401k is in there too because that's not in my budget. <laughs> mm-hmm. Comes out before I write my budget. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to see my savings rate. It was really encouraging. Um, and he also was able to say like, okay, when you buy a house, then this number here, the the equity rate is going to change and your debt rate will change and things are going to shift around, but you're in a good spot overall. And it was really helpful to just see these like really simple data points to recognize I'm on track to mm-hmm. be able to keep working, keep doing what I'm doing, make a few tweaks here and there. And then now I can really start dreaming about 
this next stage and and getting excited about the further impact I can have then too. Yeah. And it wasn't complex, was it? No. Those Yeah, so I think you know, what you said simple data points. So, you know, for those of you listening, if you want an experience like Daniel just talked about, uh just send us an email. Uh we can do a free financial assessment. Uh easy, not complex, but it really tries to quantify how am I doing? If we're talking about retirement, going, you know, thinking about financial independence down the road. Uh, it doesn't have to be complex. Uh, this financial assessment, you, uh, we send you an invitation, you fill it out, and we'll get back to you. Kind of like just financial health. Like, how are you doing financially? What are some things uh, that you're doing really well? What are some adjustments? So we'd love to do that for you. Yeah, you can email us at home at stewardship.pro, home at stewardship.pro. Uh, typically, it takes people around seven minutes to fill out the questions to get ready for that financial assessment. And from there, through this app called Elements that uh, Daniel mentioned, we are able to view different areas of your financial health. And then a financial professional then just sends you a video. Us, it'll be either Jake or Brian, sends you a video and, and says, hey, here's what your financial situation looks like. Here's where it's going well. Here's some things that need improvement. And we will do that for you for free. And man, will it give you confidence, and hopefully after listening to this podcast, some excitement about what that next stage will look like. Um, so actually, I didn't even know that you didn't need to have an appointment for that. Because like, no. I, I scheduled time with Brian and we sat down yeah. and maybe went into a little more detail, but you don't even you don't need even to even schedule an appointment. No. All you need wow. to do is just send us an email and say, hey, I would love that free financial assessment. And then we'll just send you an email with the link. And then once you fill it out, either Brian or Jake will do a video going over all your results and giving you some advice for free. Wow. Yeah, it's great. You know, um, one of my uh, mentors uh, once said to me, Grant, I just want to keep being useful. I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Jake. Uh, good jokes and a good podcast episode. Uh, the, the, the hope, our heart behind this all is just hopefully to, to give a little bit of a paradigm shift. Retirement isn't about, I'm going to stop doing all the things. Retirement isn't what most people think it is. And hopefully through these stories you've seen, heard, and now understand that retirement is about that next stage. Here's to you guys thinking through what that next stage may be and the impact that you will make.